opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Meet and Greet, Getting to Know You. And this is February 19th, 2023. Welcome to our second installment of Meet and Greet. Um, and my name is Belinda. I am one of your facilitators for this hour. And I have with me my co-facilitator, the lovely Ray Lynn. Hey, Ray Lynn. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm excited for today. I'm excited uh, for our special guest. Yeah, so super awesome. exciting. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Thanks for doing this with me, Raylin. Oh, my gosh. It is my pleasure. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. So first of all, I want before we get started, I want to thank our streamer, Herbie, for connecting us to media. and for our host, Monica, and Angela is in Clubhouse moderating for us. So thank all of you for being here and spending a part of your afternoon with us. We definitely appreciate it. Um, so before we get to our person that we're interviewing this afternoon, Raylan, why don't you let folks know how things are going to go? You betcha. So we are super excited to bring um, our special guest to you today. Um, just to give you an idea of the flow of the call, we are first going to take some time to really um, talk with our interviewee, our special guest, and then um, we will give you all an opportunity to, to ask them questions. And at that point, they can choose if they would prefer not to answer. Um, but we hope that this gives us all an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better and spend some time together getting to know um, one of our community members. So with that, Belle, are you ready to tell them who it is? Oh, yes, I'm ready. And I, I do want to say that our interviewee was given a list of questions beforehand so that, you know, they can choose whether or not to answer questions. And I think we are all good. We've got everything in line the way this person would like it. So without any further ado, we are going to introduce to everyone, Mr. Vet or veteran Doc Udeli. Yes. Well, good afternoon, yeah. fun seekers. How you be? <laughs> oh, we are super. Good. We're so glad to have you with us. And we want to thank you for yes. uh, just agreeing to do this. Uh, Raylan and I've been talking a little bit and we wanted to make sure that we get you on our list and you accepted and we are so excited. So thank you. Well, I am excited also. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> that was great, by the way. <laughs> but um, 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 next. Very next. All right. So are you ready for our challenging questions? <laughs> I hope I'm up to them. I didn't know. We'll no. find out, won't we? Yeah, I guess we will. All right. Well, I will start us off, and uh, Raylan and I will take turns just asking questions to you, and you never know what's going to be next. So here we go. 
Um, so first of all, could you tell us a little bit about uh, where you were born and where you grew up, where you live currently? Um, that, that sort of thing. Okay. Well, I was born and raised in Fresno, California, and went through school there and remained there until Uncle Sam decided that he would like to have my services. And so that's the first I lived out of Fresno. I'm presently living with my older daughter in Concord, California, which is in the East Bay area. Okay. Awesome. Well, that is super exciting. So you mentioned that you have an older daughter, but I would also love to know, do you have any brothers, sisters? Um, maybe tell us about your family. How many, how many kiddos do you have? Boys, girls, etc. All the things, Doc. We want to know all the things. <laughs> <laughs> all the dirt. Ah, ah. <laughs> not, not quite the dirt. Yeah, I see what you're up to. We know you're proud well, of kids and stuff. We want to know how many you have. Yeah. I was uh, raised in a relatively small family. My parents uh, had been married for quite some time and didn't have children, and they adopted. And my sister was born in 1927. And all of a sudden... I appeared in 1931, December oh. 30th. I guess I was a surprise package. <laughs> yeah. um, but I got here on the 30th of December. So, you know, if there was income tax. I made it in time to be an exemption. Well, that was sweet of you. So, <laughs> in 1950, when the Korean conflict broke out. I think I was 17 at the time, so I took my mother and went to San Francisco and tried to join the Navy because my dad had been in the Navy during World War I. So I thought that would be appropriate. However, there were no open slots. They were not recruiting at that time. So I said, fooey on you <laughs> and went about my life. And shortly thereafter, well, it was a while thereafter, probably another year or so. I met the dream of my life, who was to become oh. my wife. <gasps> Her name was Helen June McGinnis. And she lived in Kerman, which was a small town out of Fresno, about 15 or 20 miles. So I put a few ruts in the highways between Fresno and, and Kerman. And shortly after she finished her junior year in high school, I asked her to marry me, and she accepted. Wow. And in March of 1952, we were married in Madera, California. 
at the Methodist church where she had attended when she had lived near that area much earlier in her life. And lo and behold, in August, we got married in March. And in August of 1952 is when Uncle Sam decided he wanted my services. That was kind uh, of a shock. Dude. I thought this is going to the worst thing that could happen. Worst timing, yeah. Yes. So Helen was pregnant at that time with our older daughter. And I went to Fort Ord. And I guess we had filled out some interest things or what have you done. And one of the things that I had mentioned that as I had played trumpet from fourth grade through high school, the marching wow. bands. And one day a corporal came to me and he said, would you like to go to band school? Oh my gosh. And I said, oh yes, I yes, I would. <laughs> that sounds better than uh, another eight weeks of uh, basic training. Right. <laughs> so I went to band school. And shortly after I was in band school, they decided that they needed to cut back. And if you weren't a professional musician, which I certainly was not, they began to cut things out. So the warrant officer who was in charge of the band school said, would you like to learn to play the bagpipes? Oh. And I said, yes, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They read your so, mind. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was off to the Presidio of San Francisco to the Sixth Army Bagpipe Bands. Wow. The Army had two bagpipe bands. One was in Korea, oh. and the other was at the Presidio. So I was there for a little while, and a young corporal came in and he decided that uh, he didn't want me in the band. So I became the bugler at Golden Gate National Cemetery in San Bruno, California. I played taps for funerals. And at that time, they were moving, you know, many caskets from the Presidio to San Bruno. So a lot of it was just you know, transfer of internment. Mm -hmm. But occasionally we would get a bronze casket, which was a Korean vet, and sometimes the family was there also. Wow. So that was very moving mm -hmm. to do this because they had, you know, the honor guard and, you know, fired off the salute with the wow. rifles and the whole nine yards. Shortly after that, I was transferred along with a lot of other people from the Sixth Army Band to a place called Camp Irwin. And Camp Irwin was located halfway between Barstow and Death Valley. It was out on the desert. And it was uh, like going from the sublime to the ridiculous. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And 
<laughs> Shortly after that, we went to a place called Camp Desert Rock, which is about 75 miles north of Las Vegas. And during 1953, they had 10 atomic bomb tests <gasps> there at Frenchman's Flat. So oh my that was uh, an awesome experience. Man, to wow. see an atomic bomb is, it's ineffable. You cannot put it into words. It's okay. so powerful, so destructive, but yet so beautiful. Wow. Mm. So that was that. So you did a lot I, of recruiting in the military, just a lot of. Y yes, I did. Uh, and I was. Uh, I became a supply sergeant for the band, and I switched from trumpet to sousaphone. Ooh! And the sousaphone, you, for most of you, you, I'm sure you know, is the one that wraps around your body and has a big bell that faces forward. And it's the low tones that's in a marching band. So. That was kind of a new experience. And in September that year, when I went home on a weekend pass, my bride had found a trailer. So we bought a trailer and we moved it to Barstow. And shortly thereafter, we got a, a space out on the base. So we moved the trailer out to the base and stayed there until I was discharged in August of 1954. And we moved to Brookings, Oregon. And in Brookings, Oregon, I bought a share in a plywood mill, Brookings Plywood Corporation. I kind of bought a job, you might say. <laughs> so I made plywood for three years, and it was production. And you were driven by machines. And I was a, a crane operator at the end. And my father-in-law was my hook-on man. He was down in the well on the pond wow. because they floated these logs in, and he would attach the hooks to it, and I'd lift it out and put it in a barker to take the bark off. And occasionally they'd have to go out onto the pond and bring in more blocks. And I got to thinking, son, if you don't want to do this the rest of your life, you better get an education. <laughs> nice. I talked to, <laughs> talked to my wife, and, and she was always very supportive to anything I wanted to do and try. And so mm -hmm. in 1957, I moved back to Fresno and entered the Fresno Junior College. So I better stop there. <laughs> well, but I now I want to know what you were gonna what what did you major in in college? Like what yeah. was your field of study? Let us right up to it, Doc. Well, my major was elementary education. <gasps> I, I wanted it. to be a school oh. teacher. So Amazing. Right along Ray Liz Alley there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm becoming more and more smitten, Doc. The more you talk. Oh I my know. goodness. Like I want to hang so on every word. <laughs> right? Yes, 100 percent Yeah. So 
before we get to more of your education, I want to ask you a really um, quick, fun, fun question. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I hope so. I'm sitting down. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh. Okay. Tell me, Doc, what is a pet peeve that you, if you could eliminate a pet peeve, what would you eliminate? A prep? Pet, pet peeve. Pet free peeve? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you know. What what would you make it illegal? Well, I guess I'd make it illegal for the internet to drop out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. I guess that's the nearest I can think of a pet peeve is the darn internet dropping out. There and you the go. phone that's... disconnecting. Yes. Have that always that. constant connection. There you go. <sighs> I like yeah. that. Get to work on that, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Well, so we want to hear, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Belinda. No, I was going to say we want to hear more about your your education, your studies. Yes, um, yes ma'am. I want to hear all about that as um, somebody who started my career in K-12 education as well. Um, I would love to hear all about your time um, teaching, your time in college. Like, all, tell us all the things. Well, like I said, I went to Fresno junior college which became fresno city college while i was there in my last semester i was president of the student body so i was the last president of the fresno junior college and the first president of the fresno city college that's amazing i love it and and then i went to fresno state and i started my teaching career as a sixth grade teacher Oh. And just, I had so much fun. I, I remember times thinking, I'm having so much fun and I'm getting paid to do this. <laughs> it was just great. It was, uh, I, I just loved it. And I can't remember, I guess after a few years, I decided I better move on. So in the master's uh, program, you could either go counseling or you could go administration, which I choose, chose and did master's as a, as a elementary administration. And my faculty chose me to be a representative and a representative council of governing uh, the Teachers Association, and eventually I went through the officer chairs, and in 1970, I was honored to be elected president of the Fresno Teachers Association, which at that time was about 2,400 teachers, so I felt quite honored for that, and Prior to that, in 1969, I was really humbled and honored to be selected by the Fresno City and County 
Chamber of Commerce as the outstanding educator in Fresno County. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. awesome. Congratulations. I accepted that honor on behalf of all of the outstanding teachers, oh. dedicated teachers who work so hard to educate the children that they work with. I love that. So, and shortly after that, I became a math resource teacher and I implemented a program. Well, I had started it as a sixth grade, in the sixth grade. First of all, we went from the self-contained classroom to uh, more like a junior high. We had five teachers and each one taught a subject and the kids moved around like they do in junior high with the thinking that that would help prepare them for the transition to junior high and still have the kind of comfort of a homeroom teacher and, and you know, people who work directly with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I taught math. That was my preference. Wow. And it was, uh, it was so much fun because it, at one time, I had people who were still working on, on basic skills while others were working on monomials, which is, you know, with algebraic expressions. And others were, were we made a little transit and we'd have them go out and measure right triangles, you know, like 30 feet by 40 feet and then measure the hypotenuse which should have been 50 feet and i had a program a 101 computer it was it was the very primitive computer but they would come back and put their information in and see what what it should have been and what their measurements were it was just all kinds of stuff going on Oh. It was a three ring circus. and <laughs> It sounds perfect. It sounds exactly like a classroom should sound. I, I love, I love that. I love hearing the way you described having and meeting the needs of students at all those different levels and using everything from like, you know, just areas around your school to like you mentioned a, a computer at the time, which I'm sure was probably, you know, very fancy for the time. Um, I, I love it. I'm so glad you shared that. Oh, love it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, when did you get into your, your doctorate program? Well, one of the things that, uh, I worked with was IPI math, which is individually prescribed instruction. And it was developed by. to look at our our implementation and they asked me to come back for the summer to help them with the revision 
rewrite. And I did that. And they asked me to stay on, but I couldn't. And the following year, they asked me to come back again. And I went back with the idea that if I was asked to stay on, that I would. Again, my wife was very supportive of that. And I moved back, but I went to a different division of research for better schools. And my boss, who was a previously a coordinator for the State Department of Education in Sacramento, had his doctorate from Cal Berkeley, said, son, you need to get your doctorate. And I've got you lined up with some people in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that's how I got started into that. And I ended up getting my, finishing my doctorate out here. And I have a PhD. And I guess, you know, there are two camps on what people think of a PhD. Half of them think that PhD stands for post hole digger. <laughs> and the other half think it stands for piled high and deep. <laughs> As someone who is uh, nearing the end of getting my PhD, Doc, I love uh, both of those definitions. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pause really quick. Do we still have a clubhouse with us? Oh, hang on one second. All right. Angela, are you there? Oh, we're not here. I don't see. Yes, her. I'm here. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We we still have you guys. All right. Let's continue. So, um, go ahead, Doc, with where you were. I'm sorry. Oh, I uh, I think I answered the okay. question about right. PhD. You, so you is your you? is your PhD in education? I I missed that. Yeah. Part. Oh, yes. perfect. Uh, yeah, right. especially in individualized instruction. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. I love it. Oh, my goodness. You're supposed Doc, to be working on that internet thing because I, I was getting low internet here. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, that was, that's fascinating. I can't wait to hear more about that sometime. Um, I would love to know. Um, well, before I jump into that, maybe we can take a a question on the lighter side. Let's see. Um, I would love to know in the evenings, would you, what's your preference? Would you rather like play a game? Do you like to visit with friends or relatives? Would you like to watch a movie or read? What's your preference for how do you prefer to spend your evenings? Well, you know, it depends if, if, if a uh, company drops in, then I'm very tickled to visit. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I, I, um, I have a Victor Reader Trek in my pocket at all times with nice. earbuds oh, that, are, that are, you know, I'm a book reader. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. All right, Doc, I, I am curious to know, how did you um, first hear about the American Council of the Blind, and how, um, you know, how did you learn about it? 
Well, a long story, well, long story short, in 1982, well, I should say, first of all, and this may have been one of the questions you were going to ask, <laughs> I have retinitis pigmentosa, and I've been legally blind since 1970. Mm -hmm. And in 1982, I took a big drop. Um, I broke a collarbone. I was out on oh. disability. And I found out about a place called the Western Blind Rehabilitation Center. It's a VA uh, facility. And they train veterans in many different programs. And I was fortunate enough to go there. And I became a life member of the Blind Veterans Association, which I found out about while I was there. Now, jumping forward, um, the fellow who was the intake coordinator at the Blind Center recently moved to BVA headquarters, and he does a program called Vet Tech. And every Wednesday, he has a program on the latest and greatest, you know, like he had a program on uh, the Victor Reader Stream 3 that's coming out soon. And some of the programs that, that Tim was doing were shared or somehow connected with ACB. And I couldn't, couldn't, you know, get a response. I couldn't talk to anybody. And I called and they transferred me to Cindy Hollis, who told me, well, this is being recorded. So you have to go to the got it and enter in order to be able to raise your hand. So it was kind of a funny thing. I, I, I came th through the BVA to the AC, uh, ACB. That's awesome. So you came to the community pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Cindy asked me, uh, you know, for my email address and all the pertinent information. And so I began getting the community uh, list. Yeah. I love that. And I'm going to go off script just a little, and I hope that's okay. Before uh, you do, Raylan, it's yes, 31 past the okay. hour. Thank you. Thanks, Monica. Um, Doc, I'd love to know if folks want to, you know, get to know you a little bit. Because again, as we've been talking, I just am like, gosh, I just want to hear more from I you. Know. <laughs> I've been sitting here um, with tears in my eyes. Just... Right? How? What? What are some of the calls that people can find you on if they just want a, a little more Doc in their life? Where? What? What are some of the calls that you are most often hanging around on? On the community? Yes, sir. Uh, oh, I check in on Saturday trivia. Um, I listen to 
some beautiful music last night on uh, yeah. karaoke. <laughs> on the karaoke. Um, I like uh, Pam's uh, uh, program on uh, iPhone. iPhone, uh -huh. oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I listened. To, uh, I I just checked it on a lot of different ones. Anything that has to do with Jesus, <laughs> I'll be there. You'll be there. there. Oh, yes, I sir. love. I love that you are just all all over and around yes. in the community. That is fantastic. And yeah. I know um, I know we definitely love hearing you when you can make it into the ACB presents call in the mornings. That's always a fun, a fun surprise when you're yes. there. Yes. And I um I just, you know, since you are all over the place in the community, like you have been in outside of ACB, you know. You've been to a lot of calls so far in your short amount of time in the community. So what has this community meant to you? Well, it, it's uh, really opened a, a door to a lot of new things. It, it's, you know, meeting new people, expanding horizons, the camaraderie of getting to know people. And uh, if I heard correctly, Herbie's streaming today. And mm -hmm. I remember, you know, complimenting Herbie one time on his ability to stream music, even when it didn't come in the order they had expected and everything. And and to see the talent that is contained within the ACB community is just amazing. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Of what people could do. And it's the sharing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to make it today. Um, do you do you feel up to maybe taking some questions from the sure. who are in the audience? All right. Well, if you would love a chance to pose a question to our fantastic guest, Jock, please raise your hand and um our lovely host Monica will uh let us know if folks have questions. Um Let's see. Yes, Angela we do. Angela will let us know in Clubhouse as well. Perfect. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Cindy has a question. Oh. There's a surprise. Hi, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello there, Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> hello there, my friend. Um, <laughs> I, have, I do have a question for you. When you come in each morning... And anytime, actually, I hear you. When you greet us with uh, hello, fun seekers, but you always are so upbeat. I hear your smile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that life is not always grand, right? I know that there's got to be tough times. So my question for you is, how do you stay uh, upbeat? What, what keeps you focused on, like, 
keeps that joy in your spirit. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's where I'll leave it. And we are so glad you're with us. Yes. Well, thank you. I, I'm so glad to be here. And you're a special lady. I, um, I, I, I think it stems from my relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's uh, my strong faith. And, you know, we, we're given freedom of choice, and while we're free to choose, we're not free to choose the consequence of our choice. And I can do one of two things. I can either be a grumble bore <laughs> or an Oscar grouch, or I can choose to, you know, take the high road. And, you know, I try not, to, I don't take myself seriously because nobody else does. <laughs> Well, that's not so, true. I was going to say, I'm so, hanging on every word, right? You know, I, I you know, it, it's just, well, you know, you need to know some background. That, um, you know, my wife and I were married for 70 years, three months, and 10 days before she passed. And for about 12 years, she had dementia. And she knew she had a problem. And she hated it. Mm -hmm. It was awful. She says, it's just awful when you can't remember things. Mm -hmm. And she occasionally say, what's wrong with me? And it would just about tear me up. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, when she passed, I know, you know, she's a Christian. I know where she is and with whom she's Yes, sir. Sharing. Absolutely. So I was so happy for her. That, that maybe my grieving process seems different or strange. Oh, I miss her like crazy. But I'm so happy that she's not having to struggle that way. Right. In addition, another thing, 10, well, in 19, about 1995, I fell off of a ladder and I broke both arms and wrists. Oh, gosh. So I have, I lost my ability to read Braille at that time. I have peripheral neuropathy and I have chronic pain. It's constant. Oh, my gosh. And at one time I was taking four Norcos a day and I finally said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. 
I made a decision. And so I, I just quit taking them. Mm -hmm. And and again, I have the choices. I can give in and say, well, I'm a victim. And I have a right to act ugly. Or I can choose to be happy. And that I guess that's kind of where I am, Cindy. It's just that I'm not going to give in to it. I'm, I guess I'm stubborn that way. Well, <laughs> as a follow-up, since you called me out as your Valentine, I just want you to know that that was one of the most honoring things ever <laughs> asked of me in my entire life. And whether it was a joke or not, I'm taking it as oh, real. No. And I had... I had so much fun writing that. <laughs> Aww. Aww. He sent me the sweetest email. Well, I shouldn't say sweet. It was it was full <laughs> It was full of lofty language uh, to get to get to the question at the end. But anyway, you are a delight and I'm really glad you're with us. And uh, I am I am truly proud to call you friend. Doc, I want to say that those words you just shared are so powerful that mm -hmm. I just wish everyone could do that. But everyone isn't like that, but all oh, that is powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for Doc's TED Talk. He'll be back again sometime soon. <laughs> uh, call near you. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing, truly. Monica, who do we have next? We have Judy next. Hi, Judy. Welcome. Hey there. Wow, Doc. This is just, this is so great. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, the question that I had was similar to Cindy, so I'm going to switch it up a bit. So we see you a lot on calls and, you know, you've shared that you're an avid reader and I know you spend a fair amount of time on the computer because I've heard you ask questions on the various tech calls, but what does a typical day look like for you? And do you have typical days? Do you stick to a routine or do you switch it up? I'm, I'm really curious about, about what your day looks like other than what you spend, you know, in community. Okay, Judy. Well, uh, in addition to ACB, I host a group of, I think we have 50 on our roster, blind veterans. And mm -hmm. on we meet every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon from 1 to 2 Pacific time. And on Tuesdays, I call it chit-chat and chew the fat. <laughs> I love it. It's cute. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, sometimes we help people who are having technical problems. Sometimes it's just off the wall. You never know where it's going to go. Somebody may have read a book. Somebody may have a problem. Uh, mm. Somebody may have learned something new that they want to share. And we just have fun and laugh and, you know, mm. have a good time. And, and it's very light. On Thursdays, my friend, and cohort Rick Combs, who lives down in Southern California, in Camarillo, actually, he and I contact, he makes the initial contact, and I do the 
scheduling for presenters. We have had a lot of national parks. We have had the, the Air Force Museum from Wright-Patterson mm. on like presidential aircraft, bombers, fighters, drones. Wow. Mm. Souls, all kinds of things. We've had mm. uh, the rocket that took us to the moon. Mm. Um, we've had the trail of tears of the Indians oh, wow. from oh, Georgia gosh. to Oklahoma. Mm. We've had Lewis and Clark. We've had uh, Mark Twain House Museum. We've did had. You share with me, you did. You had one about spam, the spam museum. Yes, we had the spam <laughs> <Awesome>. museum. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> you know, everybody laughs and makes fun at spam, but you know, in 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 several places, I think it was Okinawa, they have the highest per capita consumption of spam in the world. That's a good uh, trivia question for uh, yeah. right? <laughs> and they even have a they have a factory in South Korea. Wow. To make Hormel does, they have five factories manufacturing spam. Uh, wow! And so we just do all kinds of things. We've had petroglyph uh, museum, uh, you know, where the uh, indigenous Americans have uh, had these petroglyph things carved into the rock. Different pictures and things. It's just like I say. We just you know John Muir, uh, the Buffalo Soldiers. I just love uh, to be a fly on the wall in some of these calls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we just you know. I think we've done a. I can't remember the exact number. One hundred and seventeen, I think, is our count up now. Wow, that we've wow. done. That's impressive. During COVID. Sounds like you keep yourself pretty busy then, uh, sir. Yes, I do. It's amazing. If I, if I could just ask a quick follow-up, do you stick to a strict um, morning and bedtime time, like a oh, time to wake up and a time to go to sleep? Are you pretty regimented about that, or it's what is, it is what it is? I pretty much go to bed at the same time, but it was like I slept well until about 1.30. Hmm. And... I was pretty much awake, and then I got, I did getting up. I don't set an alarm clock. Okay. My working days are over. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Good> for you. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, work is a four letter word. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. I can, you know, make that morning call at six o'clock out here right right now this it's morning i there. couldn't get in uh oh so now's my opportunity oh no uh oh <laughs> next question i'm going i'm going to disneyland <laughs> even if it is a mickey mouse outfit oh boy that's great <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, Judy. Thanks. Thanks, Judy. Yeah. Okay, next we have Danette. 
We do have some clubhouse. Okay, let's take the one in uh, clubhouse first. Yes, one in clubhouse. Ray Marcus. Hi, Ray. Hi, everybody. Doc, you're making me smile, man, from ear to ear. I I just love (laughs) hearing you talk, especially in the mornings when you have a way with words. We really have to listen to you. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Doc, hopefully sometime we can share information. I'm going to be 62 years old this year. I lived in the Bay Area my whole life, and we're about under an hour away from each other. So that's kind of cool. And I also like to hear on what style or what favorite style of music do you enjoy playing or hearing? Oh, gospel. No question. Gospel music. After that, country western. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyway, uh, I have given Cindy permission to give my information out to anybody that asked for it. Thank you so much, Doc. And one last question. You mentioned about the bagpipes. For many years, I attended the Irish uh, Irish Parade in San Francisco. Did you ever go to that or play or perform in the parade? Uh, we played Chinese New Year's, you know, when I was there. Uh, and we played, I played once in, in Pittsburgh, but like you said, the little corporal, um, <laughs> that was ahead of it. And I compare him to the little corporal named Napoleon. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I thought that might be coming. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Uh, <laughs> he and I didn't quite see eye to eye. So I, I didn't play with the bagpipe band very long. Yeah. Yeah. And when when you mentioned about the Chinese New Year parade, that was always good because it was at nighttime, and I was there with my late uncle many many years. So uh, we we might have been at the same parade. So anyway, oh, it's been awesome. awesome to you, Doc. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank, right. you, thank you, Ray. So much, Ray. Well, thank you. And Bell, just to let you know, it is ten minutes till the top of the hour. All right, we may have time for two more quick questions. Okay, let's I think go. Danette, you said was next. Yes. Yes. I'm here. Yes. Hey, Danette. Hello. Hey, Doc. <laughs> you have made me smile. You yeah. have made me laugh. And you have made me cry. So, yeah. so and you, you have joined our blindness and more once. And I had asked you to share your story. Your response was it might be kind of boring. Well, I didn't believe it then. And I do not believe it now. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and, but my question would be, how... Did you, it's just a simple question. How did you lose your eyesight? You probably, you may have already answered that, but. Oh, retinitis pigmentosa. Oh, is it, is it totally gone or do you see some? Uh, I have a light perception yet, but I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. see faces. I can't, you know. Yeah. I can tell if it's light or dark. Right. I do know you have a commitment at one on Fridays. But I would still love for you to come share your, your just part of your story. And I know for a fact it will not be boring. So there. definitely. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Danette. Thanks. Okay, we'll go to Tony next. Tony or DJ. It was DJ. So hold All on. Right. All right. Hey, DJ. Hello, everybody. Doc, my question is not really in the form of a question, but it's a comment. 
when I hear you, you make me think so much of myself that it's, I mean, it's almost like, um, I don't believe in cloning, but it's almost like we were, uh, I'd probably be cloned right after you because my core, my core values are in line with what you say. You know, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, when they say, uh, you know, it's a good thing you have a sense of humor. I'm like, hey, I'm just thankful to have some sense. You know, <laughs> and, uh, when I hear you, huh. I hear a lot of me uh, coming from within you. So I just want to say thank you for being a part of this community. I even uh, thank you for, I remember when we were in friendship circle not long ago, it looked like every room we went to, you and I were following each other. And uh, so I'm just thankful to get to know you. And I am so glad that I can literally call you my brother. Thank With you, that, my brother. That's it for me. Yeah. All right. Tony, you hear anything, sir? Thank you. You know what Jay. I would say? Thank you, my brother. And woo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love awesome. it. Monica, we may have time for one quick other one. Okay, Pam. Okay, I know Real you've quick. mentioned at least one child. Um, do you have grandchildren and possibly great-grandchildren? Well, we had three daughters. One of them went to heaven 15 years ago. Uh, and my baby uh, next Thursday will be 65. Whoa. Poor oh. old the poor old devil. Well, her older sister's <laughs> 70. So yeah. Robin wow. said, I will always be younger than you, referring <laughs> to her older sister. Yes. And uh, we, we, Robin lost her daughter, our granddaughter. Oh. 17 years ago and oh my. both her daughter and our daughter passed on the same day two years oh, ago. Oh no. Yep. Oh kind wow. Ironic. And Indeed. let's see I have two four seven great grandchildren. They oh. range in age the twins are four. And my 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 oldest great grandson is twenty three. Oh wow! wow. Oh, I love it. Wow. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, Pam. You're welcome. And I do believe we are nearing the top of the hour, and I know we have another call that's going to be streamed um, here shortly. So I want to say. Doc, thank you so much for just being willing to uh, share some of your story with us. And mm -hmm. sorry, I get emotional, but it was that was it was so powerful. And thank you. Um, well, I thank you. And let me say, as Bob Hope, I don't know if anybody knows Bob Hope or not, would say, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the memory. <laughs> the morning crew so rare. Oh. 
bringing us the fair with Tom and Bell and Cindy Hollis there. I thank you so much. Oh, you got me crying. I love it. Oh. oh my goodness! And we should. I hope you'll come to karaoke, Doc, because you you. Just well, yes. you know, I, I was told voice. once that I have a marvelous voice, but unfortunately, it's not suited for singing. <gasps> oh, I disagree. Shame on them. So, I think that was great. So that was so sweet, and I loved it so much. Oh, oh gosh, Doc! Thank you good. so much. It's been great Absolutely. to hear from you today. My pleasure. We're so thankful. Absolutely. Go ahead, Raymond. I was just going to say thank you to everybody who came to learn a little bit more about Doc. Thanks to everyone who tuned in in Clubhouse and on ACB Media. We are just so grateful again for this time to get to know each other a little better. And I just, uh, my heart is so full I know this hour <laughs> together. And I, I just thank you all so much. I'm excited for, uh, for next month, but I just Absolutely. hope that. Stay tuned, you guys. Yeah. Have yeah. Another one. Doc. Oh my Stay gosh. Tuned. Thank you again. Thank you, mm. Herbie, Angela, and Monica. We really appreciate you all. We'll be back again next month.